Welcome in, everyone, to another edition of Animal Talk. I'm your host, Karen Kalunian, and as every week, like we always do, we bring on guests to talk everything animals with you, especially we talk about animals in shelters and adoption, how you can adopt, foster care, volunteering. We're going to try to hit all of it with you. And this week, we have an amazing guest. And I can't, he's the person who's going to do all of the talking this week. That's just, that's just the way he is. He has been touring across the United States. His name is Chris Rotunda and he is with Jordan's Way Tour. And if you haven't heard about Jordan's Way and you have a shelter or a rescue, man, oh man, are you missing out. This guy comes in like fire and he raises money for shelters all over. I've actually witnessed what he does. But today I wanted to bring Chris on and tell, have him tell you a little bit about how he founded Jordan's Way and what his mission is and how much money he's raised and how you can get involved because it's just an amazing thing to see and be part of. So Chris, thank you so much for joining us today here on Animal Talk. I really appreciate you taking the time because I know what a busy guy you are. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Karen. I appreciate it. So just, you know, for folks who might be just listening in today and they have no idea about what Jordan's way is and you know who you are just tell us a little bit about how the idea came to be and you know what your mission is okay yeah I kind of got hit with the spell back in 2008 I was after a dog that was in a shelter for four years um the first four years of her life almost and um, when I adopted her I was always I always had that that why mentality I have kids so like when they get to three or four they ask why of everything um so it didn't hit me until after she passed away that I, I really was meant to do something about it. Um, it was a big question I had for 10 years and she died in 2018, 2019. And I started this 50 state tour, 300 shelters a year. Um, like Karen said, I go in with a ball of energy because the minute I see a dog that reminds me of Jordan behind those kennels, any dog could do it. Just lights my fire. It's not coffee. It's not monster drinks. It's, it's just seeing those dogs behind the kennels. I don't care if they've been there for a week, a year. Um, they just light me up as soon as I get there. And um, we go across the country, like I said, to 300 shelters each year. Um, we raise money, we raise awareness, we have influenced a ton of adoptions as well as raised over $3.5 million now in 16 months. Um, wow, and- I didn't realize it was $3.5 yeah. Let's just let that sink in, folks. This one guy had a dream and he's going around and helping so many animals and $3.5 raised. I, I wish I had a little applause machine right now, Chris, because I would be playing it. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, it's it's been funny because like people, are, you know, the, the, still to this day, um, they when I get to the shelter, they're like, "Do you have a videographer?" I'm like, "No, it's just me and the selfie stick. That's all we got. That's all." It, <laughs> it's just me and the selfie <laughs> stick. Um, I have a little. I have more of a team now, but it's it's still you know it's still very hard. We you know we base our nomination uh, based on you know community nominations. We ask every um, community like you know nominate your local shelter. Um, but we do go to all the originals every year. Plus we keep adding on last year was 250 shelters. This year is 300. We hope to keep on growing our partners across the country and having their fundraisers explode every year. So I know, um, through personal experience of working with you and seeing what you do, um, if folks want to check you out, you're on Facebook and Instagram. Are you on Twitter as well? We're on Facebook, Instagram, and actually TikTok. And then our website is jordanswaytour.com. And so (laughs) it's amazing to me that you're just being so light about what you do because it's really incredible. I mean, people should go and sort of watch some of the work that you've done at shelters because like you said, 
you're looking for people to nominate shelters and rescues across the United States. And so that being said, they can go onto your website and find out how to do that. But when you come in, <laughs> the first thing you do is you come in a little early and you sort of set the stage. You walk through the shelter. You get to know the folks that are there because yeah. everybody sort of gets psyched up and they bring in the team of their volunteers and uh, the shelter staff is there and you get everybody pumped up. You're almost like a cheerleader, a one man cheerleader. Mm. <laughs> and um, and then from there, you sort of lay the land down of what's going to transpire. And sure, it's you and a selfie stick on your cell phone, but there's yeah. so much more to it that I think maybe you can give people a little sneak peek into what you do is sort of some of the fun games that you do. Yeah. Usually when we walk into the shelter, I like to get to know the people because like it is important people understand like in, in a lighter tense that Dr. Forking doesn't work at these shelters. So like, I want people to see like, these are some good people that work there and they do a lot of good work, whether it's a volunteer an employee, a foster. Um, and I, you know, I get to know everybody. I want to know everybody from the kennel techs up to the director um, so I usually get there 90 minutes early just to get to know the dogs, the people. And like you said, lay, you know, just kind of lay down what we're going to do. But it is it is something that is kind of strategic now after I've done it for a while. Um, just I always get there 90 minutes early. It is a four hour fundraiser. So I just let people know, like, I'm not going to stop. We're just going to keep going. Like, it doesn't matter if we have a, a, an hour that's kind of like not the greatest in fundraising, but we're still showing the dogs each time and the cats. So um, it is it is pretty strategic at this point. But when I first started, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, let's let's face it. You invented this. So you're you something that's just been developing over time. And interestingly enough, um, for folks who <laughs> may not have seen any of your work again, people actually go into the cages. You do different sorts of games. You do all kinds of challenges. <laughs> and I had taken part in many myself, the pie in the face, the stay in the cage, all of the things that people really need to um, sort of be apprised of because it's it's not just a fundraiser. I mean, sure, the word fun is in there and it is a lot of fun, but it's crazy. It's what you do is just incredible. And when he says he goes for four hours straight, this man goes for four hours straight. He just talks and showcases each animal and talks to the staff and talks to right up, like you said, right up to the director, brings the director on and gets involved with the things that might be happening at the shelter and how else you can help. Uh, tell folks some of your funnest uh, games that you do. Uh, we do something called... Um... I, one of the things that more geared towards the dogs, like if we get to a certain milestone, like every $5,000 raise, we do burger mania, every dog gets a burger. If we had 10,000, we do wiener mania, every dog gets a hot dog. Um, but more with the people, we do something called a slap fight where it's like, you know, I have two people standing, standing in front of each other. And like, if you know, the first person has 90 seconds. If they get a donation in 90 seconds on Facebook, they can pie the other person. If they get nothing, they get a pie in the face. Um, we also do the bailout wars where like, yeah, we put like teams of like 10 people in one kennel. And I usually, I'm very strategic with that too. Like the 10 people going with a dog that has probably been there the longest that can, you know, withstand people in the kennel with them. Um, and the reason for that is I want people to see that dog outside of just being barked at when you first walk into the shelter, you know, usually when their people kind of go in the kennels, that dog will, it's a different dog. Like he's very affectionate, very loving, you know, and that's what people have to see. So like those are the kind of games we play where each team gets 20 minutes inside a kennel with a dog, which every team raises the most amount of money, pies the other team in the face, or does the ice bucket. We do ice bucket challenges too. Um, everything from slap fights, ice bucket challenges, pies to the face. We also do a lot of challenges where like we, the first tour of 50 States, I've shaved like 36 girls' heads. I don't know how that ever happened or started, but it, just, <laughs> it, it became, it became trendy. It became trendy. Like people, yes. one person, 
one person in Arkansas was like, Chris, if we get to 8,000, that would be our biggest fundraiser ever. You can shave my head. And I was like, oh, all right, all right, I'll do it. Like, okay. <laughs> I just kicked off. And, and, you know, you did that when you came to one of the shelters here in Rhode Island, um, one that I was at, and you shaved someone's head there too as well. It's yeah. just incredible how fast the people really sort of love the part of the interaction. I mean, even though they're not there with us, seeing the dogs, listening to you, watching the people, watching the fun, it really is a motivator to get people pumped up and feel like they can do their part by simply sitting there watching all of the fun and then making a donation. And then they challenge each other. You know, yeah. a lot of people will be ready for the day because you promote it and you tell them whatever shelter you're going to be at and then the folks get their friends involved and then they say hey i just donated did you donate yet no and then they'll say no i'm going to wait for the pie in the face or i'm going <laughs> to so during this whole 4 hour period there's something always to look forward to so it's never a dull moment and i just want to congratulate you for coming up with such a cool idea and helping so many animals so tell us where the tour is at now where are you going next where have you just come from um, we just came from Kentucky, Alabama, and Tennessee. We just we just started our second round of the 50-state tour. We just finished our – we did shelter 38 and 39. Our first two trips were very close together, but they were very long. We did Georgia, the Carolinas, Virginia. We just got back from Kentucky, Alabama, and Tennessee. Um, we are headed to – we are going to start off, though, with a trip three in a couple weeks in Alabama. Uh, but we will be in Louisiana – Alabama, Louisiana um, – I can't remember the other ones we're, the other state we're going to in this next trip. But, uh, <laughs> but you're but, going. <laughs> oh, Ar Arkansas. Arkansas is, Arkansas is a big one. I, that's that's a majority of our trip three, which is I, I'm surprised, but Arkansas has so many shelters. Um, but yeah, we um, we're, we're starting hot and heavy again. It's it's there's a lot of shelter nominations, a lot of shelters on our tour this time. A little over a little over three hundred, like three hundred and five or three hundred six. Um, but it, it's definitely going to be a, a fun year. And let me ask you this, I, because you do travel all over and, you know, we see a lot of it here in the New England area where Animal Talk is based out of um, a lot of Southern rescues coming up to this area, because I, I feel like, and I'm sure you've witnessed this firsthand, how desperate things are in the South. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's really, it's really, a, I'm sure, a, a lot different than when you come up to the New England areas. Do you see oh, it do yeah. you see it really overpacked down there and overcrowded? Yeah, I hear a lot of a lot of the shelters say they do a lot of transports up to New York and New Jersey. So, you know, I, I can you know, I know I know the north helps us out a lot, but south is very overpopulated. Yeah, it's been it's been seemingly really a, a rough go of it recently. We have been finding that so many animals um, have really been sort of sitting and waiting. And we're going to try to encourage people today a little bit while we're. Uh, well are tuning in to get out there and adopt or foster if they can because people don't realize fostering saves lives too because it it not only takes that animal out of a shelter it makes another space for another animal um, that might be coming in and need a little bit more time to get shown and acclimated to the shelter environment so fostering is a huge huge part of this again we're talking to Chris Rotunda from Jordan's Way tour if you haven't heard of Jordan's Way you are missing out if you are a shelter or a rescue anywhere in the United States, please check it out because he has so much to offer to help you raise funds. And he does it so fast. I know many of us in this industry always are looking for new ideas and new ways to raise money because money is always obviously, you know, an issue when you're trying to take care of multiple dogs, sometimes 50, 100 or more with health and food and, and expenses to run a facility. So, 
he comes in and I'm telling you, he's like fire. He's going to steal that. He's going to be like, I'm fire. <laughs> and, uh, and he raises money really fast. Tell us a little bit about, um, I know you've kicked off a new magazine too. Yeah, we started one of the one of the things that was kind of late to the party, but I knew I had to get more of a following to be able to pull it off. You know, we first started the tour 16 months ago, like we had no following, really, we had nothing. Now we have a little under 600,000 followers on Facebook. And I wanted to do something. So when I go to all these shelters every month, I picked the dogs or cats too that have been in the shelter anywhere from six months to six years. And we wanted to do I wanted to do a magazine that was kind of dedicated to Jordan because she was in there for so long. Yes, we post them on social media after we leave, but we also have a magazine that we launched about four months ago that now has a little, a little under sixty thousand subscribers to it. Um, so all the like we go, to, we went to sixteen shelters last month or eighteen, I think it was eighteen, and you know all the long term dogs we pull from those shelters. We put in this, we put in this magazine that goes out every single month, um, and then obviously this next trip we're, we're putting the next long term animals in the next magazine. So this magazine on thejordanswaytour.com is free. Just put your email address in, and it is just for the long-term animals that I come across every month at shelters on the tour. Well, that's just amazing because, you know, Animal Talk also has a magazine very similar to what you do, and we just cover the New England region. So I think, you know, folks, if they really are looking for a dog, you know, anywhere in the country, they can always check out your magazine and subscribe. And again, like you said, it's free. So please do, and, you know, check out some of these long-term dogs, I mean, people don't understand that sometimes, I don't know what the longest dog you've ever met in a shelter, Chris. I do. How long? <laughs> it was, it was my greatest accomplishment. He got adopted three weeks after we left. Um, oh. It was, it was a dog that was been in a shelter for 10 years from a place called 11th Hour Rescue in New Jersey, actually. Oh, geez. Can you imagine 10 years? I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's really, you can't even fathom that. And you wonder how they stay so resilient and stay so strong. And thanks to you, kudos, if, if you were any part of getting that dog adopted, I, you know, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And well, so, I, <clears throat> go yeah, ahead. When I found out that, that Max was adopted, actually, I reached out and they were just like, yeah, it was because of your video. And we, had, we made them do two or three meet and greets because they were just, they wanted to make sure it was the perfect home. But the person saw it on our feet. That was like one of my most proudest things I had. Well, and you see, that's why you do the work that you do. And so where, where are you headed next? And what, how can we, you know, sort of, if someone really, because I know people are listening and I know that they're going to want to get be part of this, if they know that you can come in and raise thousands of dollars in four hours, you're going to be inundated. <laughs> um, and again, the best way is for them to go to your website. Yep, jordanswaytour.com. Um, we also post our schedule a couple of weeks before we leave. We'll be posting our next schedule in a couple, probably a couple of days. Um, as we have a couple to finalize for the next trip. But um, we, yeah, we'll be going to the Arkansas areas, the Alabama, the Louisiana area for the next this next trip coming up in July. We'll be starting July 24th as our first shelter. Um, so like the first two trips, as I said, we're really close together. But this next trip, we have a couple of weeks apart um, from it. But yeah, we're excited to hit the ground again. And so what is the biggest fundraiser that you've done? Um, believe it or not, we've done a lot of fundraisers in the 20,000, the 30 and the 40, but our biggest fundraiser was 58,000 in Texas. Wow. And I know Texas is, is really, really in need down there. And what do you yeah. find um, besides, I know a lot of folks will, you know, donate right through the fundraiser as you're doing it live, but do you find that people come in after the fact and the fundraising continues um, if it's planned properly, like, if, cause last year was really tough. Cause like I was trying to cover the States fast. The first, you know, we, we, we only, we only can give people like a week or two notes that we were coming. 
Um, so it was hard for them to regroup. So we tried to help them as much as possible by companies and all that stuff, by reaching out to companies in their area. So this year, they have about 30 days notice. So like for the first two trips that we've taken this tour, we've seen a lot of um, businesses come in during the fundraiser because they want their, their business kind of shouted out during the live feed. And we've seen mm-hmm. a lot of those, we've seen a lot of those big fake checks come in, you know, to the fundraiser yes, this year. Yes, um, But we've also seen, we've opened up the door for not just Facebook, but people can donate through PayPal, through Venmo, um, through just walking into the shelter during the fundraiser. And I give a lot of perks now for people doing that. Like if you guys, if anybody donates for two o'clock, you can pie this person in the face. We usually pick the director. Um, <laughs> you know, we just different things, get people to kind, of, to kind of come out and just, you know, support your shelter. As long as I can get them in the door to donate, that they can go look at some dogs or some cats. You might, you might get an adoption out of it too. Yes. And that's really a big part of what you do because we did notice, um, you know, after you came here to Rhode Island, a lot of people were saying how amazing it was, not just for the fundraising aspect of it and, and the awareness of, of shelters and rescues, but also for adoptions. And so what do you think, you know, the next big thing for you is because you're, you're touring, you're, you're doing this all on your own. You've got the magazine now. What are you thinking in your head? Cause I know you're always thinking. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, it's so funny. I, as long as I can, you know, my, my big goal for this is to make this one day a, a kind of like a, a Netflix thing. Like I do believe that the Jerry Lewis telethon should come back to life for shelters. Um, yes, yes. I, I want to be a part of that. <laughs> well, it's funny. Cause I always said, just as long as I can get my, keep doing what I'm doing and get all these partners around me. And if I brought this to a network one day, I do believe that they'll take it on. If I have the partners behind me that are willing, that are, that are needing the help and are willing to, you know, get on TV, have some fun, embarrass yourself if you need to. Like, you know, if it was, you know, I, I've, I've been able to raise up to 3.5 million with a selfie stick, traveling, flying all over the place, renting cars, hotels, like, you know, I, I would think if a TV got behind this one day, like, I just think that it would, it would, it would be something totally different. It would change the landscape of shelters. Well, I hope that someone out there is listening and really realizes the work that you're doing is, is having a huge effect and really a big impact on all of these shelters all over. And if, if you come back to Rhode Island, I'm not going to say if I should just say when No, I'm coming back. I know, I, I, I know you got to come back to the little estate, right? With the biggest, I, I always say we're the little estate with the biggest heart. So yeah. um, you have to come back here and see us and we'll, we'll do some more crazy fun stuff. I hope you come up with some new ideas. We're looking, we're looking for things yeah. to get oh, crazier yeah. the next time. Well, I know um, even one, one person at the shelter that I was at, that you came to even had puppies licking peanut butter off of her legs. That was really a, a <laughs> That was really a little on the crazy side, but she said she would do anything she had to do to get um, money raised for those puppies. And Chris, again, I just want to thank you for taking the time because, again, I know how busy you are and you're probably getting ready for your next tour. If you are interested. Yes. Can you see me? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. (laughs) I can see you. Are you going to show me something? Oh, yes. My oh, the baby. Yeah. I'm sorry you folks can't see this, but I'm getting to see his little sweetheart. This and, is Leah uh, Jordan. Leah Jordan. Look at you. And you've got, a, you've got an amazing dad helping lots of animals. And I'm sure you're going to follow in his footsteps someday. Right? You're going to help daddy someday and help lots of animals. 
so cute. Um, again, I've been speaking to Chris Rotunda, and if you want to help Jordan's way, get on the Facebook page, get on TikTok, get on Instagram, and check out Jordan's Way and raise money for shelter animals in need. Thank you so much, Chris, and I'm sure I'm going to see you again soon. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Karen. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Take care. Okay, and too. again, and again, folks, you know, it's really important for you to realize the monetary need for animal shelters and rescues across the United States and beyond. Uh, it's just, it's hard to fathom when you think about the expense of having one dog in your own care that you have to take care of with, you know, basic veterinary care and and feeding and, you know, you might need training and supplies and all of those things. Multiply that times, again, 50, 100 or more animals and the people who are trying to dedicate the care and compassion for these animals. So there's staffing and then there's buildings and those types of expenses with electricity and heat and cooling. There's just so much to it. And I implore anybody who's listening today, even if you can take $5 and donate it to a, a local shelter near you, you're going to be helping. You'd be surprised at how, how far $5 goes. And I wanted to really take a moment because if Chris Rotunda can do it, anybody can do it. You can help at a local animal shelter near you. Generally, we have a shelter on every week to talk about adoptable animals. But this week, I just wanted to give a shout out to a local shelter here in Rhode Island. I mean, again, we're going to be reaching out to shelters all over New England and beyond. We're starting to stretch out our little expansion here. And I, I'm hooking up hopefully in the next week or so with someone in California and Florida and Texas. So we're going to be hitting all across the U.S. But here in Rhode Island, I know that the Rhode Island SPCA has just taken in over 40 beagles. So if you're a beagle lover, check out the Rhode Island SPCA and also Massachusetts SPCA, I believe, is the other one that took in over 70 beagles. And from what I understand, these beagles were taken from testing sites. And so they really, they really need loving homes and a, and a way to start a new life for themselves. So again, that's the RISPCA, Rhode Island SPCA. And all of this information is going to be up on our Facebook page, Animal Talk 19, as well as All About Animals Radio. Always, I like to give a shout out to Gary because Gary is the, the brains behind this radio show and all of the shows that he has on All About Animals Radio. Please tune into any of the shows and help animals wherever you can. Volunteer, foster, fundraise, and just stop by and visit and ask if there's anything they need or anything that you can do. I will be back again next Tuesday evening with more on animals and adoption and next to... Again, I'm your host, Karen Kalunian with Animal Talk. Anything I can do to help you, if you need help with an animal, anywhere, any shelter, any rescue, please reach out and we'll do the best that we can to help you. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you. Perfect.